these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey Up High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black Leg I am Danny Ryan Joined with you in studio himself, Tony Scott How are you? I'm here, I'm great We have Eric in the house listening in We have a fan Eric Zimmerman um, So, and Carl East is on the phone Carl. Hey, Daddy. How's everybody doing tonight, Tony? I'm doing outstanding. Outstanding. So just want to do a couple quick housekeeping things. Um, If you want to follow Tony on Twitter and you don't already, which is weird because I think most of the state does, what's your Twitter handle? Youth Hockey Hub. At Youth Hockey Hub. And Carl, what's yours? It is at Carl East Hockey, and that is Carl with a K. And then where else can we find you, Carl? You can also find us on the ushsho.com high school hockey forum. That's always a tongue twister. And then my Twitter handle is dsryan16 because of Brett Hall. Um, So if you want to know where I am. Okay, so just so you know, we call Youth Hockey Hub YHH, and we call the ushsoho. Uh, close enough. The forum. Close yeah, enough. It's the it's the forum. So, um, anyways, that's a little bit about us. We're gonna get quickly started into our show. We got a big show for you tonight. This is our preseason show, so we're gonna run down a couple things. Um, we're gonna go over Carl's rankings, his preseason rankings, then we're gonna talk um, Class A hockey, um, a little bit step by step, section by section, and then we'll jump into Class A. And we'll talk about games that will happen next week. Um, a couple tournaments going on um, that are fun to watch, looking forward to. And then um, we'll probably cover up a couple other things here or there. We're going to pick our state tournament. Oh, yeah. Games, right? Oh, oops. Sorry. We might pick who's going to be there in March. That's yeah, like... <laughs> The other 142 teams can just pack it up now after two days of tryout. Wow. Who's called who's going to be in the state tournament, right? So you don't even know who's on most of these teams yet. Yeah, I know. Well, we do. We do. <laughs> because we are the hockey experts. Okay, maybe two-thirds of us. The person mm-hmm. that will lose is probably not there. We still don't know which two-thirds is the experts, but there's, an ex- <laughs> there's some expertise here. That's sort of well, let's, let's turn mm-hmm. over a little bit of expertise mm-hmm. to the person grunting and groaning. I want to know what his top ten rankings are. One second, Carl. Just so first-time listeners know that there's probably like five or six 600 people just dying to hear what Carl's <laughs> rankings are right yep. now. I'm and not this, one of them because I'm going to trash them, but I know there's lots of people out there who can't wait to hear what these top 10 preseason are going to be. Okay, Carl, without further ado and Tony interrupting you, um, what's your top 10? Sure. All right. We'll start right at the top. Number one, Minnetonka. Sorry. Number two, uh-oh, t- didn't make it through two. Keep going, Carl. Okay, I'm not going to get interrupted again? Nope. All right. Number two, Duluth East. Number three, Edina. Number four, Andover. Number five, Cretan-Durham Hall. 
<laughs> numbers. Mistakes. I, I was waiting for you to react there. Um, oh, no. My left arm got tingly. <laughs> Number six, St. Thomas Academy. Number seven, Chaska. Number eight, Eden Prairie. Number nine, Hill Murray. Number ten, Cloquet Esco Carlton. Wow. Okay. Um, others outside the top ten, Carl? Uh, just outside, we've got 11 Holy Family, 12 Wyzetta, 13 Maple Grove, 14 Rosemount, 15 Blaine. I, I guess a team with, what, five commits in Maple Grove or something like that? They don't – Yeah. they're not yeah. even top ten worthy. They're young. They're young. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. Okay. So with that being said – Let's start looking at section by section. You want to do that, Tony? I, I, you I want to rip off? I would rip oh, off. Okay, not fine, having fine. Over fine. At you can. One, okay? You can rip. So, and I and I promise to do it under thirty seconds. Okay, you you have the floor. Andover returns a team that was a minute away from going to the state tournament, and I don't think that. And I love Duluth East, but I don't think they're in the same class as Andover. And I think they're the number one team in the state, and I don't think anyone's going to come close to them this year. I think they'll be undefeated heading into the state tournament. From there. Who knows? Fair enough. We'll talk about 7 AA in a little bit. Carl, you and I can um, go a little bit deeper on that and how Andover's schedule behooves them to going undefeated. But that's about, you know, when you finish with Totino, Irondale, and, I don't know, Legacy Christian probably, you're going to be undefeated. So we'll talk about this in a little little bit. But a couple other storylines coming into this year. Um, this is the year of the transfer this year. We've seen so many kids transfer, and we'll highlight a couple as we go down the list of these teams, but this is the year of the transfer. It's not the year of the departure, though we you know, lost Bobby Brink late in the fall, but it's not the year of the departures and the kids leaving. It's the year of the kids transferring schools. Yeah, it's just this upgrade kind of thing. You know, it's this, you know, A to double A and – those types of transfers, it, it, they kind of feel kind of icky as I, far as I'm concerned. It's it's non-traditional transfers right. type right. of thing. I agree. Um, so kind of who will make the biggest impact? We'll go through um, a list of those um, as we go through the sections. I feel that Mr. Hockey is the most wide open it's been in several years. Um, it's not a predetermined um, race. I think you have a couple front runners in Ryder Donovan of Duluth East, the North Dakota commit, and Mike Kester out of Chaska to the defenseman going to Minnesota, and Jack Jensen out of Eden Prairie going to Minnesota as well. well for sure, the the, the Tufty Middlestat years were, were lock, stock, and barrel before the season started. And I think last year Sammy was a, a clear-cut favorite, but I wouldn't say he was an odds-on favorite. You know, this year – you know, it's a toss-up between those two. I think Jack Jensen's got a lot of work to do. He's got to lead his team to the state tournament or some some big, big wins in, in December and January. And he him. can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he can. And that team is definitely capable of doing some damage this year. Um, on the Class 2A side, Kentucky repeat. Um, as I just said, they lost Bobby Brink, um, but they returned most of their players, and they make some good additions as well. Um, so this is a Tonka team that reloaded pretty nicely. So can they repeat? Tony obviously does not think so. He's already bought Andover um, in our buy and sell segment. Uh, and then um, 
on the would you want rated number one heading okay. to state. I did not say they were going to win the state tournament. Fair did enough. I say that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then hmm. on the class A side, can Greenway upset Hermantown? Greenway is probably everybody's darling of the class A field. Being the, somebody's darling on this show, we'll, we'll find out later when we when I release my top ten. Somebody's. Um, and then we'll go over some top newcomers coming into this season as well from the Bantam ranks and from maybe other states as well. Buckley. Other states. You got transfers in from Shattuck. There's <laughs> lots and lots of new faces. You'll need a program the first few weeks, that's for sure. So let's get started with Section 1AA. Um, so we want to talk about first um, probably the Lakefield teams. The Lakefield teams have a couple of um, weird switches among them. Um, starting with Lakeville North, they add in Caden Smith, the Lakeville South transfer, and they return. Um, I believe it's it's not Taylor Schneider. What's Schneider? Spencer Schneider, and who's going to Bowling Green, the funnel for all Lakeville North kids. And you might as well just build a highway between Lakeville yeah. and Bowling Green. <laughs> just change the color scheme to brown and orange. Oh, that's a great. They should change their colors. Lakeville North should just change their colors to brown and orange. Those are the most disgusting colors. I love them. <laughs> I love those uniforms. So uh, Lakeville North will have a good top line, um, but their decor is a little bit more wide open than it has been in years past. Ryan Antonakis returns, but it's not really as solidified as it has been. Tony, you're looking at me quizzically. No, I'm just trying to think about you know who's returning. They'll return a freshman from last year, Ben Munson. He'll be a sophomore. They'll have they'll bring up uh, a couple kids from their Bantams that are good. Um, Let's see, I'm trying to think of other – that should not be their, their weak spot. I think they've got great goaltending. Will Johnson They'll and Caleb Myers both returned. Again, I still think that the south and the north, it's just – it's like it is every year, 51-49. It just comes down to one game. I bet you they split in the regular season this year, and it'll just come down to flipping <laughs> the line. Uh, yeah, and one team that I think will be interesting to watch a little bit, though, is Rochester Century, um, you know, is it a long shot? Probably, but they gave South a pretty good game last year. They returned most of their team, and if you look at their schedule, you know, we were talking about Andover a moment ago, but Rochester Century doesn't play, play White Bear Lake, I think, in the last week of the regular season. They don't play anyone who's even close to the top 25 other than that. So they could you know, be one of the top two or three teams in the state when, in regular season wins. I'm extremely high on Century as well. I mean, I don't think that they're going to end up because they're, they're going to have to beat them both, right? I bet you know, they're not going to be the one or the two seed, yep. so they're going to end up having to beat both Lakefields. I don't think they can pull off two Lakeville victories. That's the only reason I'm not higher on them. Um, but I'm really, I think this is a good team. Uh, two years ago, they won the VFW Bantam tournament as ninth graders. So all those kids are tenth and eleventh graders right now. I mean, they beat White Bear Lake uh, in, in the Bantam <laughs> VFW tournament. They beat White Bear Lake last year. They beat year. last year. One commit. What? Yeah, they beat White Bear Lake last year. This team's not that bad, Give, but winning two in a row. But, hey, two in a row on your home ice down in Rochester isn't completely unheard of. So You mentioned their D1 commit, um, Bennett Zamolik. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to Minnesota State Mankato. Um, I see these, this team is on a high projection as a section finals team. I don't know if they make it to state. Is it, it's a hard, a hard um, hill to climb, but they're definitely two or three in their section as far as seeding goes, I would think, just based on wins. And, and so um, it's, circling back to Lakeville North, 
I I see this as the top team in the section. Um, now it's kind of a horse and piece of how South and North end up. So looking at Lakeville South, I think the big storyline is they lose the best dressed head coach ever in high school hockey in AJ Buccino. <laughs> it's a loss. <laughs> yeah, but he was up there, that's for sure. A- AJ spends good money on shoes. Yeah, he, he was definitely up there, that's for sure. And coach um, Yanni Killy, uh, say Kibiani. Kil- Kibiani out of Burnsville comes down to Lakeville South, so it goes a little. <laughs> Stop laughing at me for mispronouncing names. It's going to be all season, so just get used Yanni. to it. Yanni. Here we go. Over to. Coach, like that's everybody Park. calls him. No one says Kivyani ever, so you're okay if you just say Yanni. Uh, sure, thank you. Um, they do return a young core. That's pretty good. Um, Novak is, is their um, one of their top studs, and their holds are Aaron very, yep. very good players. Um, and Henry w- Walsh does return between the pipes as well. Um, I, I think you know they have they have a, they have a D1 commit defenseman Griffin Ludkey. Yep. Um, this team is not that bad. Now I think they'll definitely give some teams some trouble in the South Suburban this year. You saw them last year. They beat Eden Prairie, I believe. They they had a good streak of games. Um, right. I think you will see that again coming from these guys. Um, now where that streak ends up is it the middle of the season, the start of the season, end of the season? I don't know. Yeah, South had five or six seniors though last year, which kind of would bolster that team. So we'll find out what juniors can now that are now seniors can really fill that void. I don't think it's this year, but from a youth perspective, their ninth, tenth, eleventh grade classes are pretty strong. I think South wins the battle here between the two cities in the next few years, but this is the last year North will just reign over the other. So um, Tony, you want to go over section picks right now, then? with who you're choosing to come out of this section? Yeah, actually, I gave Eric mine already. Did I, I think I said Lakeville self. I picked self as a little upset. Sure. That was like 10 yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you change your mind so quickly. Um, I, I think this is Lakeville North um, year. I think they're still going to go to state. Um, I like their core. I like their top line and their goaltending will probably carry them um, when it comes to section yeah, play. Cool. Uh, Carl, what do you think? Who comes out of this section for you? I have North, too. I think, like Danny said, I think their top line is more complete and ready to win now versus South, perhaps, in the future. And I think they're just a balanced team in the section, though. I think whoever plays the best defense will win. I agree. I agree. Now let's get to the meat of the matter, one of the more complicated sections in the state, in Section 2AA. So this section um, features a lot of heavyweights in it, in Minnetonke, Eden Prairie, Chaska, Holy Family. And even Prior Lake could make some damage if they really wanted to. So uh, let's start with the biggest name out of this section this year, and that's Minnetonka. okay? Uh, Minnetonka returns Jack, ba- Jack Bayless, Teddy Lagerbach, returns the top – D pair, probably in my opinion, in the state, and Josh Lukey and Grant Doctor, and won the a Frank Brisnick candidate in the net in um, Glockner as well. So I think you know you look at this team, Carl. You have them number one. Why do you have them number one? You know, it was interesting when I was comparing Minnetonka to the other you know top four teams. Who I was really looking at trying to sort out those top four spots, and you know, I was looking at them. You know, they don't really have the best. You know the best player that's pro- of, of those teams, that's probably Ryder Donovan. They don't really have the best line. That's probably Dinah. You know, um, we could add over maybe a bit better in terms of their, de- their depth on defense, but just across the board, 
they have no real weakness. You know, they have they'll have three good lines. They have a great top D pair, a decent depth there. They have a goalie. It's just that they avoid weaknesses in the ways that I think the other top three don't. I have a hard time disagreeing with that. I think they're by far the deepest team in the state. Yep. Um, I also think the only rub that I have against them, and now I know I'm going to get some haters here from Metaka, is they don't have a guy who's the man. And th- that man's going to have to be Josh Woodkey. And usually it's not a defenseman who becomes the man on the team. It's usually someone up front, you know, like a Carter Rancourt. Well, it's, it's not a good Sandy key Walker for type, you know? Metro teams to have a defenseman being their leader. Right. It, it, it's not normal. No. That is, I mean, we saw it last year a little bit with Edina, with Ben Brinkman being the leader, but it was still Sammy's team, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. They still had a hammer there. This team is a little hammerless right now. So, you know, and, and I, I do think they have nine unbelievable forwards. I mean, yeah. they got kids moving in who might be playing fourth line. Yeah, so you, really have, good guys. you have Mac Moscow um, moving in from St. Cloud Cathedral. Um, Griffin Streeters came in from Shattuck. Yeah. Uh, this is a dangerous, dangerous team. They have so many weapons. It's, it's crazy. But do they have the man? I, you know, it's, it's nice to have some nice supporting players, but, you know, Bobby Brink was the man. I mean, you saw it last year as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. He's the mm-hmm. man. You know, Creighton's got the man. I mean, you got to have a guy who, when, when push comes to shove, is going to do that for you. Well, yeah. talking about the team, uh, yep, Carl. The other thing I'll say about the top four this year is that I don't think they're going to be as separated from the rest of the pack as they were last year. Now, last year, the top teams were so clearly the top teams. You know, they basically only lost to each other other than you know, a couple of upsets here and there. This year, I think we'll see the top teams, I think, are clear, but they're not as far ahead. Yeah, that, I think that's very true. You, possibly could see Minnetonka spinning out if they don't find some 30-goal score type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so that could possibly happen. Now, talking about a team in the same section that will have a 30-goal score in Prairie, I, I think that Jack Jensen will probably put up 30 goals or an equivalent to, Tony. I, I don't disagree. I think that he's going to have a big year. So Eden Prairie returns Jack Jensen – um, they they bring two middle stats into the equation. Um, they're not Casey, but they're pretty dang good, right, Tom? Oh, well, Luke middle stats on the same pace, same track. I think as Casey, maybe even stronger at this point in Casey's career. Uh, he's just a defenseman. Um, he'll probably want run the power play as a sophomore. You'll see a lot of little Caseyisms when you watch him play. He's got <laughs> unbelievable hands. He can take over a game, and he's. All that and a bag of chips. But Spencer Rudrud returns for a senior season, and so does Sam Pager. Um, they do have some key additions from the Bantam side, Tony, right? Uh, Carter Batchel, there's another kid. He'll be committing to a Division One school anytime, anytime soon. I got him as a number one sophomore who's uncommitted right now. Uh, Drew uh, Holt is another kid that he's not very big. He doesn't have a lot of height, but he's got great wheels. He's got one of the best shooters that you'll ever see. He's the kind of kid who could score 25 goals as a sophomore. He's a Steven Spinner type. Yeah, but he's shorter. Yes. He definitely can hurt you in many different ways. So you bring those three sophomores in, it's just a, it's a new team. They're gonna, it's going to be a breath of fresh air for, for Eden Prairie this year. One thing that I am concerned about Eden Prairie is 
I don't know where their goaltending is. I think that's a little bit more of a question mark coming into this season that they've than they've had in years past, um, where they know kind of who their goaltender is going to be and have somebody between the pipes that they can kind of rely on. Well, I would think that Ben Bowles would be their number one. Ben's always been their number one since sports all the way up. Um, he fought injuries as, as a Bantam. If he's 100%, he's 100% a really good goal. He played in the Bantam Elite League. He's a really strong goaltender. He's like a he's a two goals against kind of goaltender. Now, let's move um, to one of the funnest teams in this section, Chaska. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have Blaine Warner, Rem Picklick, um, Mike Kester, Zach Lavelle, Daryl. Shane. Lavelle. Oh, sorry. Um, that's the Hill Murray kid. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Lavelle and Derek Olmscheid. Uh, this is a team that is heavy, top heavy. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, you know, they're they're slowly surely bringing on a nice core of younger players as well. Uh, that'll, that'll have some decent tenth grade depth. I think this team is going to be really strong. They'll have two unbelievable goaltenders. They have Justin Black, and a new sophomore goaltender coming in as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a sophomore now. I can't keep track of all these grades and ages. He's, he's, he's an O three birth year. So, <laughs> so these kids. I mean, they're going to be strong in the blue line. They're going to be strong up front. This team, if you went, you and I were there. When you watched the Minnetonka Chaska section semifinal over at Braemar last year, there were a couple moments in that game where you were like, ooh, this could get ugly. This could get yeah. pretty interesting. Yes, I I agree. I, I think you look at this team, their skill players are some of the top skill players in the state. And yeah, when when I did the rankings, uh, you know, what I the word, phrase I used for Chaska is that they're trying to follow the Grand Rapids model to a state title. Like they've got that core of really really good players who they're going to ride, but they can do it. They're, the talent's there. That's a really oh. interesting comparison, Carl, because they they are kind of like that. Although those that crew, Micah and Micah Miller and Payne and McLaughlin. That group, when they were eighth, ninth grade, did want a Bantam State title. This team never really played together. They don't have all that history together. It's kind of a hodgepodge yeah. of players coming and going that have been, you know, Bantams in high school and, you know, Pitlicks from Wyzetta. You know, you got Jack Stark. This is the goaltender I was talking about. These guys have never really – there's not a lot of continuity there. But if they can turn the quarter by January 1st, the corner by January 1st by the, the Hockey for Life, they do well in that. Watch out. I think this team's a, a bona fide state title contender. Talk about the Hockey for Life for two seconds. That might be the most important factor for this section. Yeah. Uh, Prior Lake plays a huge Hockey for Life tournament, and so does Chaska. And uh, I don't think even – but the Chaska and Prior Lake games in that tournament. Chaska and Prior play in the tournament. Okay, sorry. That's Yeah. Right. yeah. It's so this huge... is our tournament. It's in December 27th, 28th, 29th in Prior Lake. We've added Edina, St. Thomas Academy, and Eden Prairie that left the Schwan Cup and are coming down to Prior Lake to play in our event. So it should be a good weekend. Yes, that one <laughs> should be pretty solid. Um, let's move on to another team in Section 2AA, and that's Holy Family. Um, Holy Family lost a couple of key players. But they still return a couple of they always, nice kids. They always reload. I mean, they, yeah. they got Lucas Jorgensen from Orno, and we brought in Bailey Huber from Matamidae and the mm-hmm. Nets. This will be a really good team. 
I and they I really like Trey uh, Fetchkow, um Grant, uh, Garrett Pinanini. Yeah, Pinanini. And Pinanini. Uh, thank you, Carl. Um, Starchenko <laughs> is a very good defenseman as well. I think this team is going to be more built on speed than heaviness that Brady Zemer brought to it last year. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be more of a let's the call it. team. Yeah, a Gersich, a Shane Gersich, and John Peterson type of team. This we'll see more points than normal, um, but they'll have a, a very good goaltender, Bailey Huber, the Matamidi transfer. I think he's a Frank Prisma candidate. Yeah, he could be. He could be, especially with now, this Carl, team in front of him. Had, yeah, you had you had um, Holy Family outside of the top ten. Why did you have him outside the top ten? Just 10? there. I think the big question for Holy Family is finding the, the supporting cast for Pina Nimi. You know, he, you know, he, you know, he's going to put up huge points, but they need to find a couple line mates for him. Whether that's it ends up being Jorgens, whether it's Fetchko, someone needs to step up and have a you know forty point year there to, for them to be a, a real contender with in this very crowded section. So just so you know, Trey Fetchko missed um, – he got hurt in July and hasn't played hockey since he's back. He's training now, whatever. He hasn't played a lot of hockey. He's only in ninth grade. I think we're putting way too much pressure early on in a kid's career to, like, to have any high expectations for him to gobble up serious minutes or points. That's true, but as far as skill players go – No, there's no question. He's, yeah. He's a national, he went to the national camp. He's one of the top 20 – threes when I'm mentioning Jack Stark and Luke Middlestack, Carter Batchelder, he's right in that class. And Holy Family has a good track record of good young talent coming in and being successful as well. Absolutely. So that's that's kind of why I put him in that light. Um, lastly, I want to mention Prior Lake quickly. Um, Prior Lake returns Jackson Judding, Colorado College commit. Um, this is pretty – it's a solid team. I, they could yeah. make some noise. There's no secret that Joe Pancrantz and I are friends. Uh, he's one of the owners of the company, the Red and Black League. They're a sponsor of the show. Let's be honest. I'm not going to – let's spade a spade. Joe and I talk quite a bit. He's very high on this team. He's excited about it. He goes, you know, I'm really excited about this team. I think we've got a good nucleus of kids. They love being around each other. We got a good, if we can get some good goaltending, we've got a great blue line, got some good guys up front, guys that have really developed and starting to show off in the summer. I, there's a lot that I like about it. He goes, if, if Jackson Judding didn't think we had a good chance of making the state tournament, he, we would have we would have allowed him to stay at the Magicians and play at the NA. Jackson's <laughs> coming back because he wants to make a run at the state tournament, and he knows that they have a, a tough hill in front of them. But you know, hats off to Prairie Lake; they're going to make a run at it. They could win the South Suburban. You look at yeah. it. I mean, there's yeah. no real sure. yeah. no runner. They could win the South Suburban and still be the fifth seed in the state. <laughs> That's very much possible. Now, um, Tony, who did you have coming out of this section? I don't know. Who did I have? Uh, I got Tonka. I think Tonka is the same, Carl. Uh, make it a clean sweep. He better. <laughs> you got the number one in the state. Okay, moving on to section 3AA. I think um, – this is going to be a short one. This is going to be a little bit of a short one. St. Thomas Academy is the clear front runner uh, in this section. Um, they return Rob Christie, uh, Thomas Wingus, Carter Henry, Brendan McFadden, Luke Herzog, Will Herzog. Um, Did you say Vega yet? Nico Vega, Ryan O'Neill, who had a really good elite yeah, leg. I was going to say Vega and O'Neill. Uh, Muzzy uh, Donahue and Nett. And Ben Stucker as well. This is a deep forward class. Yeah, like 
six guys in the elite league. And yeah, this was. Are the cadets still playing football right now? Or are they out? They are. Um, the cadets are in the semifinals for state, and they have a pretty good chance of going to so the they state final. State final. It's Wednesday. Oh, so the they phone. don't. So they don't play. They don't play on Friday. They don't play on Friday. Yeah. I think Lakeville North, if they make it to the finals, they're going to miss them. Some, but I don't know how many Lakeville North kids. No, but they're missing fans for our tournament. Well, this is where it's <laughs> impactful for St. Thomas. Brendan McFadden is a very talented running back, and he's leading our the St. Thomas Cadets in football right now. So. You almost said our. I, he I, did. He did. That was brutal. Hey, Take it back. I will be there on Saturday. In right. blue, so. Right. Uh, um, but St. Thomas is pretty much the clear front runner in this section. But I think this section has some pretty good other teams that three double A hasn't had in the last couple of years. Uh, I think you look at Rosemont for starters, and this is a pretty good team that they have. You Very look at team. Jake Ratzklaff, um the sophomore Minnesota. Mason Wheeler. <laughs> yep. Really good. Connor Kennefick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ratzlaff is going to the U, um, if, for those wondering. Uh, Tyler Linneruth, um also returns with uh, some points from last point. points. It, so this is going to be a team, I think, that this is a South Suburban or whatever that conference called. Yep. Now, this is yeah. – they're going to make a runner. I think this is this is a pretty decent team. This is a 21 team returning. Um, they'll have some swag about them. They didn't make it to the section finals last year. Um, they lose Benny Garrity in that, but I think the swag that they come returning is pretty nice. Actually, yeah. You know, here's a here's a little here's a sneaky team that no one will even think about is Burnsville. Uh, two years ago, when Bando was talking about that Rochester Center team, there was a Burnsville team that was just really gritty. They had a bunch of juniors. I saw them last year as sophomores make make some serious strides last year. Just just do not sleep on Burnsville quite yet. They have a decent little junior senior class. I think losing Yanni might throw them off a little bit, having a new coach with this group of kids. But that's a team that, you know, if they start making some noise, remember we talked about them here on the show in, in the season preview. And then obviously Egan is someone we want to talk about. Too. E- Egan for sure. Egan returns Johnny Myers, who's going to Colorado College. Um, Nick Shrek um, as well. Shrek. Thank you. Um, also a good points getter from last year. Um, this is an Egan team that you don't want to play probably in section time because Johnny Myers can put up points and, and – it's not. It's a dangerous team. A little bit of background yeah, on this group. Go ahead, Carl. I was just gonna say they bring back basically all but one of their top nine scorers here, and then and then they've also got a coach who's who's done this before. Mike Taylor's experienced. He's taken teams to a state tournament. He's upset St. Thomas. <laughs> so there's a track record. Yeah, I don't remember that. I agree. So one little bit of background. This group, as as youth, they always struggled when they were in their first year because there was no one really ahead of them. He's, he's talking about there was no seniors ahead of them. There's no one ahead of them. Yeah. But when they were second-year Peewees, they were really strong. When they were second-year Bantams, they were really strong. This group, this group now that's the seniors, it's a nice group of kids, and I think they could, just because of the continuity of playing together, yeah. I think they could really – and now they've added and, – and Johnny Myers never played with them. So add Johnny Myers into a really nice group of, of mm-hmm. seniors. I think this could be the team that wins that, wins that league and, and maybe gets the number two seed. Behind St. Thomas. 
I, I really think Rosemont and Egan have a chance. Eastview may be an outside chance. No, but Brownsville's next. Then it's Eastview and Jefferson and the rest after that, I think. Yeah, I, I, Eastview's... I think Eastview and Jefferson will play in the first round of playoffs for the ninth consecutive year. Or the fourth consecutive year. <laughs> Every year they play. <laughs> okay, moving on to... Oh, wait. Who do we think will come out of 3AA? Tony? Next. This live in St. Thomas. St. Thomas. Too much depth. Way too much depth. And here's a sad sidebar to this. If you're a Section Three AA fan, I, I know oh, lots, yeah. I know that's a lot that's going on in this eighth, ninth grade age groups. It's my my day job. So many good kids heading over to St. Thomas that are in eighth, ninth grade. So the depth is just keeps growing. I'm like, he's going there. He's going there. Oh my gosh, he's going there. So it's just it's it's never ending. Small town on the east side with the dream. Oh, that's well, I've heard that before. <laughs> All right, that has Precious. to <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Excuse me. Excuse you. Four. Um. um do, do, I, do I get to pick my upset pick? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I'm picking Rosemount. Yeah. Team. St. Thomas has been upset five years in a row. At what point do you stop to recognize a pattern? (laughs) Well, I I think, um, Carl, you might be staying in Bloomington with Tony during the state tournament this year. But, you know. You keep making those hot takes, Carl. You can stay in my place. (laughs) I bet you have a bed instead of a couch. Uh, You don't get lobster bisque and fancy food like that, but (laughs) you'll have a warm bed. Paya. Anyways, uh, Moving on to Section 4 AA, um, front runner this year would be Hill Murray, in my opinion. Hill Murray returns Nick Pierre, who will be a ninth grader, right, Tony? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ryan Peterson on D and Brett Overly on D. Overly is going to the Bulldogs, and Nick Pierre is going to um, our good friends in Wisconsin. Charlie Strobel and Remington Keppel and Nett will be um, guiding the pioneers and Joe Paul Ladachuk. Thank you. That, that was not going to happen. He is going to Wisconsin as well, right? Um, and he's a first-year uh, high school player. Yep. yep. Well, no, he played JV last year as he a played. ninth grader. Okay. Um, so re- I'm high on this team. I think they're young, but they return the, s- the skills that Hill needs to be successful. Huge. So there's a lot of competition between this. I talked about this last year. There's a bunch of great 8th and ninth graders there. Um, that 8th and ninth graders are now ninth and 10th graders. They're going to push a lot of kids that are 11th and 12th graders either out the door or they're going to leave and they'll go play at other schools. There's just too much talent. There's just not enough. There's too many hockey players for not enough spots. They had like 84 kids try out, or like Insane. some un- ridiculous number. Insane. There are kids that are destroying Bantams right now that are at Hill Murray. If they don't make the varsity or the JV or whatever, they're going to leave that school and go to another school and be great high school hockey players. <laughs> that, that's at Hill Murray right now. Insane. <laughs> um, Carl, why did you have? What did you have Hill Murray ranked again, and why did you have them there? I had them at number nine. Uh, like I said, I think they bring a lot back. That's interesting. Great decor. Some young forwards who uh, I think will take the next step and carry the load this year. I think the missing piece here probably was Ben Helgeson. If they brought him back, might be a top five team. Right now, I think you're, you're still looking to see them, you know, prove they have the experience to win on a, on a big stage. But uh, they have a forgiving section. 
on paper they really should be in St. Paul and kind of go in with nothing to lose. So see if they can break their – actually, what has gotten to be a pretty long losing streak in the state tournament. Very long. Yeah. Um, I For me, I think Hill's the clear front runner in this section – possibly followed by Stillwater and White Bear, but it, it's Hill it, it, when I look at this section. I don't mm-hmm. I don't see the other guys contending. They don't come back with the top-end speed that Hill does and, you know, the decor that Hill can provide. Yeah, Hill's got the talent and the coaching. I just think that it's a foregone conclusion. That said, prior to the show – we talked quite a bit about Stillwater and White Bear and the chances of teams contending against them, and, and, and you guys didn't think they had a chance, no one had a chance, right? I I mean, you look at Stillwater, Noah Tussie will be a sophomore, you know, but they that team was very hard to read last year. I saw them play, and I wasn't – they were average at best. White Bear doesn't return anybody of note other than Billy Rose. Well, they return a lot of depth, but but they're missing the, the four players who carried everything last year. <laughs> they return players, Carl, but they don't return points. Yeah, I, exactly. I think it's the best way to put it. it. I mean, they return nearly everybody who didn't score. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna, you'll believe it when you see it, right? Yeah, and they don't return Owen Gallatin, the um, mm-hmm. Bulldog commit who's currently in Ann Arbor. So. And he was Plymouth. in Plymouth. No, it's in Plymouth. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It moved. Sorry. Yep. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but I, in my opinion, he was their best player. So I just, I, I don't know. I'm not high on White Bear. I'm not high on Stillwater. But this is after seeing them last year. They have some stuff to prove with me. I, I agree. I obviously know. I was talking before the show. I know parents. Uh, from White Bear and parents from Stillwater, they're both pretty high on these teams, and and they they're not you know they're not touting just to tout. If they thought they're going to be terrible, they're kept the guys say we're not going to be very good. They both seem to think that their teams will be strong this year. We'll see. It's just I just don't I don't I agree with you. I don't I go back to the whole what we were talking about with Tonka. I don't see there's the one guy that's just going to go. I don't see Noah Tussie. I think he's a great player. Saying, "Hey, get out of my back, guys! We're going to win Section Four this year." <laughs> yeah, I just don't see it. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I just think they might be good teams, and they probably will be. But they don't. They underestimate how good Hill could be. Yeah, and and that's how I see the other teams in this section. Agree. Who do you have in this section? I got Hill. 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 Carl. Hill. All Hill. Okay. Moving on. This is another short one here. Yes. Moving on to 5AA. This one's a little bit interesting, though. Two-team race. Two-team. Okay. Tony, I will let you talk about Maple Grove because you love Maple Grove. The Leaf Bird fan that oh, you are, so that you break <laughs> off and you're just a Leaf fan. Funny story. So last, yes, the Sunday, Oscar Maple Grove's playing Prior Lake in the championship of the Blue Ox and Prior Lake wins. And I always say some kind words about both teams or whatever. And I get, sure I get down on the ice. And Tony Bianchi, who is the coach for former Jag, is, is the coach for Prior Lake. And he goes, man, could you talk any longer about Maple Grove up there, man? I don't. Is it that obvious? It yeah. is. It is. Yep. Yeah. 
It is what it is, you know. They're a good hockey. There's a great hockey program. They got great hockey people. Um, I, I think they. I think they'll do well. But you know what? One game with Blaine, and it's. Uh, yeah, this that's is that's a fifty-fifty game. That's a fifty-fifty game. Now let's talk a little bit about what Maple Grove brings to the table. Okay, what don't they bring to the table, Tony, this year that they could? <laughs> Ethan Heider, gone. Yeah, that's a huge loss for them. Well, what about probably the best player, one of the best players in the state? Which one? Brock. Well, yeah, would, Brock he Faber. would have been one of the better players in the state. He's gone. Connor Kelly's gone. gone. Uh, they could have had Trevor Janicki. Gone. Never played since he was a freshman, you know. So the what if, let's not talk about what if. I want to just focus more. I think they're an outstanding team. They have great depth. They're going to have two great lines. They're going to be a yep. fun team to watch this yep. year, especially for me because I've watched the, the Justin Janikis and the Kyle Kukinans play since they were squirts. And I've watched them actually play high school hockey against yeah, 10th graders, or 9th and 10th graders, playing up against these guys. It's going to be fun to kind of see how they how they kind of cut their teeth on this. It's going to be fun. But think about this now. I, this is where I go back to goaltending and the man. I talk about the man all the time. Uh, Joe Danger is the goaltender at Blaine. I think he's the better, the best goalie in Section 5. Yes. They have the man. They have Bryce Brodzinski. I can foresee that him taking over a game, like a game in a Section Final, and winning the Section Final, I don't see a guy like that. I can't see Kyle Kukunen or Trevor Kukin or Kosalecki taking over a game and winning a Section Final. Yeah. That's why if I were to pick, I would say uh, Blaine. You have to like Maple Grove's depth that they have across the board, albeit young. But let's talk about Blaine for two seconds because you brought this up. Bryce Brodzinski is the man of this section. He he will put up close to probably 40 goals this year. Now, Carl, correct me if I'm wrong, every good Blaine player also has a good sidekick, let's call it. And let's no say, no they come always in. do, yeah. <laughs> They seem to, and this is Will Hillman. Absolutely. He's a very good player as well. And this always happens with Blaine. We talk about their top player, Riley Tufty, Nick said, But there's another player that's always sneaks in there that's a very, very good player. They have plenty of good players. Yes. Right? Carson Rickles is a good player. Yes. They have a lot of depth in the team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're as deep as Maple Grove, but I think you know when you get to section play, I don't think it's going to matter. I think this section final will be – Granted, it's the same night as the Section 7 one, so I won't be at it. I can't be in two places at once, but I think this will be an interesting one. Carl, what's your take on this section? You know, I think, like we said in Section 1, I'm going to say the team that can play the best defense of these two is going to win the section. You know, we look at, we've just listed, listed off all the scoring talent they have, but neither one returns much on D. So that's where Blaine might have an edge simply because they have a returning goalie who's quite good. But, again, it, it's, it's going to be a coin flip game in that Section final. Funny you should say it about D. They might have every one of their Bantams on the blue line this year. Who yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Except Lafala. Yeah. How crazy mm-hmm. is that? They're going to have five sophomores on the D. But they're good. Trust me, they're really good. Great puck handlers, smart. Yeah. If you didn't see a play last year in the Bams, this is a very good core coming through for Maple Grove. Quickly touch base on your Cougs. Um so there's not much back. No, it's too. funny. I ran into their Bantam coach at the Blue Ox, and we, we always break down Centennial hockey. We start at the squirts and the peewees and the Bantams in high school, and he's like, I go, what about high school? And he looked at me like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, give it two years, because their Bantams made it to state last yeah. year. Give it yeah. two years. That that group could make 
make it make do some damage. Yes, yeah. but right now uh, this is a two horse race. Who do you got, Tony? Well, it's funny. I wrote down before the show Maple Grove. I was just scratching it out. Now I kind of go. I think I'm Blaine. I'm going to go Maple Grove on this one. Um, I don't know. I like the depth, and I think if they gel, it, it could be that could be a dangerous team, Carl. Yeah, that's, I've waffled back and forth here as we as we talk, but I think I'm going to go Maple Grove also. I, I just think they ha- they have more high end potential as a team. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. They definitely have more. They have a higher ceiling than Blaine does. Well, mm-hmm. let's move to six double A and talk about a team that has high, high talent level, and that's Edina. Edina returns Jake Boltman going to the U. Liam Malmquist uncommitted, but will be um, Mason Nevers. Um, Nevers is uncommitted, right? No, Nevers is going the to the U. Yep. Mike Voilicky, who's going to Wisconsin. Mason Reiners. That's not uncommitted. He will be. Will be yeah. Mason Nevers and and um Reiners. <laughs> Reiners. Reiners. Yes. And Liam Monquist That's, are Division One hockey players. Yep. Jet Jungles, who's going to Northern Michigan, and Nick Williams, who didn't play really at all last year, but he's going to Minnesota. He played Phantoms last year. Okay. Fun. Fair. So he did play. He just didn't play high school. He didn't crack the roster. No. <laughs> he wasn't even in high school. This top group that they have is amazing. This is very, very good for top a line. Top line. The last 35 years they've had a line like this. Do they have the best decor in the state, Tony? Yes. Um, what's their weakness? Uh, scoring past the first line. Yeah. Now, I was trying to think, when was the last time that was an issue for Edina was forward depth? But it's, probably, it's kind of true this year. Um, last time that was an issue was Louie Nanny's senior year or junior year. That's, yeah. that's yeah. when that was an issue. Because they still were pretty good that year, though. They still were good, and this is going to be a very, very good Edina team. So let's compare them to everybody else in their section then, right? Yeah. Can I just say something about Edina? I think I say this every year. If, if I say you it. love them, you want to move there? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I still think Edina is one of these high-powered, high-octane teams. You know, once they get the three, if they can get the three goals in the first period, it's over. The game is over. You watch it every year where they can't get the three against the team, they get into trouble. They they don't have a way. It, it, when they get in those late games against teams where the scoring's low, two goals, three goals, they don't seem to fa- find a way to win games. The way they win games is by blowing you out in the first period and a half. Yeah, and that's. Ugh. I like to equate Edina to swimming in an ocean. Wow. <laughs> You've never heard of this analogy? Going no. deep with the metaphor. So, wow. so it's like swimming in an ocean. You can survive for so long before the lifeboat comes. Most of the time, you can't. Yeah. And it's because of their top line. Yeah, they just run you over. Just mm-hmm. run you over, and then the storm comes, and you're, you're underwater. Yeah. yeah. And, and so... It, I just see that happening. Edina can beat Minnetonka three times this year based on that fact. They could jump out to an early lead, and it's game over. We saw that happen in Braemar last year. Yeah. And That's my point. You yeah. saw that Braemar game, but then you went over to, to Pagel, and they, they hung tough for two periods, and all of a sudden, once Edina faced a little adversity, they fell back and, and talked a little. Duluth East is a good example in the state Perfect tournament. Example of it. They, they don't uh, – 
if Edina's going to be good, they need to find a leader, a true leader that's going to carry them. Okay, yeah. They have a lot of great players, but Edina always finds it hard to go, can you help us score? <laughs> they right. kind of just look at everybody. Another one more example of the knockout punch, the, the section final against Wayzata in 2017. <laughs> Yeah, Griffin Ness scored first, and all of a sudden it was a game, right? They didn't yeah. get their three goals. What happened last year in the section final? It was boom, like boom, five boom, nothing boom. in the first period. It was over. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> can we stream another game right yeah. now? Can we move somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So see what I'm saying? That's kind, of a, that's kind of a trend over the last few years. If you can hang with them for a period and a half, yep. keep the score one or two goals, you got a you got a definite chance of beating Edina. If they if they get to four or five, it's over. Yep. Okay. Wyzetta, you mentioned them. They don't really return a lot, but they bring in a lot. Tony, I just I just like this team. I mean, they they, they got a, they got a great formula. They got a ton of talent coming in from their Bantams. Their Bantam team was a third place team last year at Bantams. So they're gonna have a nice core of kids. Um, and they have kids that were sophomores last year that will be factors this year. So I think that I think I think that Wyzetta is a team that again you cannot sleep on ever. Do they have a 2020 guy this year? 20 goals, 20 assists. Better really has never had one. I'm no chance. Mike with them from. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No. The, um, Ryan Mulroney could be, but he hasn't shown it yet in high school hockey. He's shown it in other places, but not in high school hockey as he's shown them. They do return a goaltender in Trevor Wong, who finished out the senior the season for them last year, played pretty well down the stretch. Um, but let's look at a team in Section 6 AA that I think we're all kind of excited about. And notably, Carl ranked them number five. Carl, why did you rank Creighton number five in the state? Uh, I rank them number five because they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Matt Gleason is no secret. He's one of the best players in the state. They bring back a very deep forward group. At uh, Danny Magnuson on defense, who's going to be a senior leader. They bring back a goalie. It's just this, this is Creighton's year to, to shine. I can't argue with you. I think that's, you know, they have one of the top. Their line, that, that top line of Davis and Milosh and Gleason can skate and play with with the top line from Edina. It's what can the second and third lines from that game when they play will be very interesting over at Brainland this year. Yeah, I agree. That that's one of the games that YHH would be happy to pay a hundred dollars to live stream. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We'll be happy to live stream that one. So Tony, as far as saying the man, is there nobody else that you would that adjective describes Mac Gleason to a T? Yeah, absolutely. He's he's you know when you get into a section semi or section final, he's going to carry his team. And he's what, only a junior. What's his yeah. game? He's a Colorado College commit. What's what motor, makes him special? He's got a motor like unlike anyone I've ever seen. One of the best motors I've ever seen at the high school level. Carl, how far do you see this team going this year? How, co- how I, could they go? I think they could make it to say a state semifinal. Um, I'm not going to pick them to go that far. I think the, the question here is on defense, especially when you stack them up against the Dino. That's so good and back. I I still see this section almost to be identical as last year. I still think that Creighton, because they'll have an easy regular season, yes. they'll get the number three seed or the number two seed, and they're going to still have to, gonna have to beat Wyzetta over a bigger or, or Or Benilde. 
Yeah, I still I still think Benilde's the four. Yeah, but Benilde returns some talent, and they bring some in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, are we going to Benilde now? Go to Benilde I, now. Oh, I think Benilde for sure has plenty of returning talent. They have Division One talent, and then they, and they have White Schweitzer is yep. Division One talent. Yep. Uh, they bring in Blake. Um, Messenger Messenberg from Messenberg. from he's an Orono kid who went down to Shattuck and now he's back. He'll be a junior this year. He's a top top player, one of the best O twos that you'll find out there. Uh, you bring in those two guys and then they have two freshmen that that will will step in right away. A kid named Tristan Sarsland. Uh, he's a top defender. He played wise out of Bantams last year. He'll Who's his grandpa? Right yeah, yeah, that last name's familiar. Sarsland. <laughs> Swear to God, he's that his grandpa, <laughs> former Elk River coach. Oh yeah, and and Tony's one, and I see him at the rinks because Tristan played on our Great Plains team, so I had a plenty of time to spend some time with Tony. And Tony is couldn't be higher on his grandson. You know, there That's is good. not a better shocking for his grandson. <laughs> better yelling no, on the bench, not at all. No, in front no. of the player. No, at a ref. Body, 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 body. The only thing he is, the only only time he becomes Tony Sarsland is when you ask him about his grandson, and then he becomes unhinged and straight. It's, it's a good way. It's, it's unabashed love for his grandson. Uh, and there's another kid who is just unbelievable in our in our Bantam League. His name is Adam Marshall. He'll walk. He's skipping Bantams for, for Wyzetta. He'll walk right in. He's a super gritty player. You'll fall in love with this kid. He's going to play right away for, for Bernilde. He'll be a top six kid. Just keep an eye out for him. He's only a freshman. Again, can I put pressure on, on a fetch go or those types of kids? Don't put a ton of pressure on these guys, but they're going to log some serious minutes. Okay. Um, Carl, who do you see coming out of this section? Uh, can we talk about Blake first? Oh, I was going to say, sorry. we forgot the Blake Bears. I, I don't know how I did. <laughs> I, not, I, I think it was Sorry, it was, it was, it was, it was me. You, it was I'm me. I, sure I missed it on my notes. This is the team that nobody wants to play. No. And they're going to be very fun to watch. Lots of talent. They're the Creighton of last year. Yes, exactly. They are the Creighton of last year. The team that you don't, you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, they can upset, they, you know, just like Blake last year. They upset some teams. They beat Wise up. They're going yeah. to make some some noise in the section. So they have Joe Miller returning. He's a Minnesota commit. Mm-hmm. Um, they add a couple key key pieces. They add Ben, ben Dexheimer, mm-hmm. the Miami Ohio commit from Edina, Edina. and they also add a, a semi add a, a OMG Bantam player from last year. Yeah, Will William Maskey. I've been calling him Will Maskey for years, and I found out later he doesn't go by William. He doesn't go by Will. I'm like, well, he does by me. So anyway, Will makes no decision. I think okay, Mitchell Trubisky, you are now Mitch. You are Mitch. Exactly. Yeah, Will Maskey is a he's a a spark plug. I mean, he's he'll he'll be a guy. He'll make he'll make an impact right away. Um, you saw him last year. He actually played with Kukin and Janicki yes. last yeah, year on the front line. He's a good player. He was an eighth grader last year. He made a lot of noise at the Bantam level. You know, he was in that championship game where they won. They beat Eden Prairie. So just for the record, he will make an immediate impact in Blake's top six, and and I think that will help Blake. You know, I really do. I think Blake's got a team, is a type of team that 
they won't be afraid of any of these teams when they play in the section two. And, and they have a good schedule. Uh, um, if you don't listen to Carl, I, I think they are actually, you know, they challenge them. Not great. They play Edina. They play Chaska. They play yeah. some of Carl's top ten teams, and he's. No. Chooses to ignore this fact, but that's okay. Did we air that on the air? Or was that just off the air? Where we just no, no, I aired that. It was mostly about. I it was mostly sure about Chaska. It was about Chaska. That was the one that he was defending. Yeah, I don't defend. Blake, Blake will defend somewhat. They have a decent schedule, especially out of conference. Yeah, yeah they they play Tonka. You know, this they're pretty good. Okay, let's wrap this up and let's say who's going to come out of this. I'm going to go back to you, Carl. Do you have another team in Section 6 AA that you want to mention? Do you want to mention an Armstrong? Let's talk about Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. Who's coming out? Los Park. No. No. Okay. All right. Worth a shot. Edina is going to win it. I think the same. I think Edina's top end is too good. I always bet on Edina. <laughs> I always bet on Edina. I always pick Edina. I had a lady come up to me once. She said, you always pick Edina. Do you live in Edina? I'm like, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah, well, the PWB is close I enough. I get that all the time. So. <laughs> I just, I thought they would win state last year. I just thought that all they do is get the three goals three times, and they would do it, and they yeah. just couldn't do it against the East. Yeah. Well, talking about Duluth East, let's talk about Section 7AA. Um, Duluth East is um, the returning section champs, but Tony doesn't believe they will return as section champs. So mm. let's talk about what they return. They return Ricky Lyle. Um, the artist formerly known as Frederick Hunter Payne or Hunter Payne or whatever FHP wants to call himself right now. Um, Carson Cochran, both of those will be their de- strong decor that they'll return. Ryder Donovan, their Mr. Hockey candidate. Jack Fitzgerald, Logan Anderson, Luke and Hansen in the net, and Brendan Baker, Baker. as well. Baker so, Baker for sure. Carl, we'll let you take away – East is somewhere. Talk about East for a second. And you will be cut off and left. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long do I have? No, uh, but if you look at the East team, uh, they they have just excellent depth. I think they will, they will be rolling four good lines this year. Uh, the top line with Donovan and Lyle, and probably Baker, is going to be just a really hard hitting, heavy line. It's just a, a deep, big team. They've got a great top D pair. A couple Bantams will jump right up into the. Regular minutes set forward. Um, the question marks probably are on the back end a little bit. Uh, I know Hanson's returning, but I think there's still maybe some competition in goal. Got the, the lower D pairs, maybe a little bit of question there, but I think this team is well built to, to operate within the Mike Randolph system, though. I, I think that's true because this team, I don't know who's going to score their goals. Well, he brought up a good point. He talked about a couple of bands. Jacob Jeanette is who he's talking about, and this kid is the real deal. I mean, he's big, he's strong, hard right-hand shot. He's He can play, and he'll fit. And I, I don't know if he's a top-six kid right away from Mike, Mike Randolph, but I think eventually he'll make a difference on that team. I think Coach Randolph will put him top-six if he's top-six or even borderline. He has no problem doing that. Um, and it challenges other players on the team to step up. Um I look at this team, I love the core that they have. I think this is a good chemistry team that comes back, and they believe wholeheartedly in Coach Randolph. And I think that's very important as well. Now, you look at the other team that will challenge them probably the most in this section of Andover, this is one of the most talented teams as well. 
Right. If you look at this lineup, it's just, I mean, they return so much. Um, you know, their top their top line with uh, showing in Dainty was great last year, but I think their second line is really going to have a breakout year. They've got four junior defensemen coming back, including one who was committed D1 and Y Kaiser going to UMD. Uh, just incredible depth at Fritzinger and goal. Uh, I think the questions with Andover are, you know, their top-end players may not be quite the top-end that you see at East or Tonka or Edina. Um, and the other thing you have to mention is, is really the schedule. You know, if they're going to be running up, you know, all these running time games against weaker Northwest Suburban teams, they've really got two tough games on the schedule in Tonka and East, one of which is outdoors. You know, are they going to be battle-tested by the time play- the playoffs come? I, and I think that's a fair point. I, uh, I always say you bet on a team that has been there and know what it's like to get down. Andover's not going to know what that's like. Uh, and if they do experience against Duluth East, that's December 8th. Okay, this isn't a February or March game. And so I, I like their top-end talent in Charlie Shane, who's going to Arizona State. Um, and their goaltender in Bed Fitzinger, like you said, Carl, is very good. I just, what's it going to be like when, by the end of the first period, they're not in the locker room up by four or five goals? I, I don't know what that's going to be like. So that's going to be the confusing part for me. So moving on to a couple teams that could make some noise in 7AA. Let's talk about Cloquet for a second. You know, I think they had a big loss. We talked about this on the pre-pre-show, the, the, the loss of Dane Stoyanoff. Stoyanoff is... A, that's a remarkable loss to that team. When you lose a six-four-plus defenseman who can move the puck and score, yeah, it hurts. But you know, and they have, a, they have two sophomores that are coming in, uh, Mason Langenbrunner's coming in, and Christian Glass coming in. Those two will make a really nice complement to a really strong senior class. I think that this team could make some noise uh, if they can get some good goaltending. This team has won a lot at the youth level. They didn't win a lot at the high school level the last two years. They haven't really, they really haven't hit their mark yet. This is, there's a lot of question marks next to Cloquet. There isn't any doubt whether they can do it or not. It's whether the coaching staff, new coaching staff, would this be the third coaching staff in three years? <laughs> it will be. I mean, how do you expect them to win? You know, <laughs> it's like when we look at quarterbacks in the NFL. He's had five different offensive coordinators. Yeah, exactly. Carl, what's your read on these guys? Uh, I, I'm pretty high on Cloquet, honestly. I, I have a lot of I have pretty good faith in Shea Walters. I think he was the right man for the job and should do well in Cloquet. Um, obviously, you've got some front-end talent in the two legged runners, um, Baker also. So uh, they certainly have the pieces there to knock off East and Andover. Uh, you know they'll be gunning for East, as they always do. Um, and then we'll watch and see if Stoyanov can – they could come back at the very end of the season, but that looks iffy. Why do they always play East better than everybody else? Because I think they just get up for it. Mm-hmm. Both, I mean, literally, the last four years of doing this show, how many times have we talk about it? They put smelling game? salts in their <laughs> mouth guards or something. But I think if Dane Storinoff comes back mid-season, end the season for these guys, and they're doing okay, I think that's a huge just oh, yeah. confidence booster that they have a tree back again. And I even depending on how good he is, I don't think that matters. I just think the confidence boost that 
getting a captain pretty much back. Right. Um, a couple other teams quickly talk about Grand Rapids will be better than last year. Um, Stop saying that. Lose a good goaltender. <laughs> lose a good goaltender, but <laughs> even better one yeah. in Carter Clapton. Jack Pert, um, he won defenseman. I'll be interested to watch him play. He'll be a sophomore. He was good in the elite league. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. controlled. Definitely. Yep. 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 And then um, let's look at Elk River for a couple seconds. Zach Michaelis might be one of the better players in this section, too. Joey Foss is coming back. Is he coming yeah. back? He is. He's the tallest defenseman in the state. Yeah. He is. He's 6'4". Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Taller than Stoyanov because Stoyanov's on the bench. Oh, he's going off Woody, but I think yeah. you know he's good. He's real good. <laughs> That's a Carl. He got a rating. He got a rating by NHL Central Scouting. Joey. I believe it. Joey's a he's a good player, um, and Zach Michaelis will put up close to thirty goals. He's a Bulldog commit, if I'm not mistaken. Nebraska Omaha. Nebraska Omaha. Sorry, and Austin Humphrey is a good player as well. He made the high school all star team. So Elk will be a team to watch. They could make noise. I'll be curious to see how they play in the Holiday Classic. Because I'll be at that stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting to see how that that turns out with those four teams this year. It'll be better than last year. That's for oh, sure. For sure. Um, okay, let's move. Uh, well, let's talk about who's going to win this one. I think this one is a little bit more contentious. Tony, who do you have? Andover. I have Duluth East. Guess who I have? <laughs> okay. Wow. Congratulations. Yep. Jackson. Who do you have? East. Okay. Carl with East. Okay. Let's move on to Section 8AA. This is kind of a more unknown section for us just because it's more out there. Um, but we can talk about it for a little bit. Um, which team do you want to talk about first, Tony? Can I get uh, start with Moorhead? Doesn't the whole section start at Moorhead? And then I believe so as there? well. Um, you you have Isaac, Hank Meyer, Howe, Luke Grammer, who just committed. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Luke Grammer actually a lot. I I saw him play in the elite league and I was like, who's that? Oh, oh yeah, he is a good player. Um, Kyler Clevin as well returning. I they have some pretty good talent returning. Um, this is a good team. You know, this team was really good at this age. They were Bantam finalists. Yep. They lost to Tonka uh, when they were in at this age. But, you know, the key factor is Ethan Frisch was playing, literally played every minute of the <laughs> single time. So, uh, Ethan's a not here. Loss, yep. a major loss. You just got to see what that means to this group of kids. Um, I think they're a state tournament caliber team, you know, Let's just wait and see. There's not one team in the section where you go, oh, that's for, they're for sure. I think equally yoked in mediocrity that defines this section again this year. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun section to watch. It's just wide open. Oh, yeah, I think I think Brainerd is the you know again, if it weren't mm-hmm. Brainerd, I mean if if Brainerd's 17 kids were at Roseau. We'd, we'd be drooling. We'd be picking for it. It's just brainer. They've never been able to find a way to win this section. So, and, and I hate to sound like one of you traditionalists like you, Danny, but I'll believe it when I see it. I just Kind of like St. Michael, actually. I'll believe it when I see it. We've been hearing about St. Michael and St. Michael, and they never really delivered. 
and they finally delivered in a section final. Yeah, the same with Brainerd. Yeah, the Brainerd pick and Brainerd. Dave Oss is a very in the tournament. Dave Oss is a very good head coach. Yeah, and he he knows how to make his team score. The Andes, Andrew, like eleven Andes on yeah. the team. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we're down one now. Plus one graduated, right? No, now. they are down one. Uh, are they? Yeah, okay. he graduated last two years ago. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's about five still left. Four. <laughs> so triplets plus one. Triplets plus one. <laughs> um, but let's let's look at Rozo. Rozo's an interesting team this year. Mm, very. Because very it's, they have a D1 commit in Aaron Huglin. If Rozo oh, has his a brother Paul will be one too. So just mark it down right now. He's a heck of a player. So it, when Rozo has D1 commits, that makes it very interesting team in my book. Yeah, a uh, kid named Hanson O'Leary's good player. So a strong blue line. This is a good team. Oliver Lee and Nett is returning. Yeah. It, that's an interesting team. Now they and don't they, and they do they come down here this year. They play at St. Michael this year. Oh, okay. That's so that's down here as in <laughs> still in the in the six one, it's in the six one two at least. I think it's the <laughs> seven six three. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not closer than Thief River Falls, let me tell you. Yeah, that's true. Now, STMA, they returned some talent from their state team last year, but not like – this is not the same team. Um, and then Buffalo has some decent talent. They have a Minnesota commit in Jake Brasini. Um, Nathan well, – let's just – let's pronounce how it looks on the cars. His Mueller. His dad told me it's Miller. You know, we're Miller. Miller. It's the Miller down there. I'm like, I'm going to call it Miller because I just get <laughs> – Crushed when I say it's Miller, but so he's great goaltender, great goaltender playing in the Elite League. Uh, so that's an interesting team to watch as well. Yeah. Um, Bemidji not as much in the cupboard there this year as in years past. So this is a really wide open section. Tony, who comes out of it? Who did I write down, Eric? I think I had Morehead. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with my heart here. Going Rosa, huh? Going Rosa. Carl. No, we're. Well, finally, I'll pick a different team. I'm taking Brainerd. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I would pick them, but they've just they've burned me so many times in the show. I'm just <laughs> can't do it yet. <laughs> I literally, I'm, I still am. I still have bandages on certain parts of my body from Brainerd. Okay, so that's you our. You don't need to hear this, Tony. Class... <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. Brainerd burns. That's our class two A r- recap. So let's um let's take a pause right now, Tony. All right. Can you do it? I can do it. Can you give yes, us can you handle? Can you give? Day. Well, well why don't you give us about, about some the, love? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the Red Black Leagues, our, our sponsors. Uh, thanks to their sponsorship last year and now again this year, RedAndBlackLeagues.com. The teal team won the championship this past fall. Uh, kind of going away. They blew out the competition. Uh, the top scorer in the league was a kid from Hastings named Chase Fryermuth. He had 85 points in 21 games. That's it's a great light league. Them up. Yeah, it's a great league if you want to go play no check hockey. You play you play a fall or spring sport. You want to go keep the blades wet a little bit. Play some hockey. Uh, join the Red and Black League. Look them up on redandblackleagues.com. Again, their sponsorship pays for this show, so we really appreciate their sponsorship each year. Yes, uh, we love them, and it's fun hockey to watch. It's good stuff. So let's you know. Speaking of fun hockey, to watch the. They, a lot of kids from the Class A ranks will end up playing in the Red and Black League. They're not going to get in the Elite League. They're not going to play in any of these super elite teams. So they end up there. You know, last a year ago, I saw I saw a bunch of kids on the on the uh, vintage team play for Orno. What happened to Orno? 
state title. <laughs> Literally, I mean, Evan Babicue. Evan Babicue was in the net. Yes. I, I saw it with my own eyes. I mean, this is basically <laughs> Armstrong Cooper had a bunch of kids. It's a pretty good league. A lot of good, a lot of good talent. You're looking for a spot to uh, just to stay fresh and stay relevant. You know, play in the red and black leagues. All right, so I'm ready. Are you ready for my uh, top ten, Carl? So no, this is Tony's top ten. Our express written consent is not on this top ten. Okay. Right. So, that, however, I, I will not catcall Tony's top ten. So. Oh, oh, oh. Just you wait. You might. You might. <laughs> um, uh, so just so you know, like there's six. Like I said earlier, there's like six or seven hundred people waiting to hear Carl's uh, rankings. I think there's like six or seven, including my mom, that are waiting to hear these rankings. I'm glad she listened. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Uh, number one, Greenway. What? Number two, St. Cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Hermantown. Number four, Matamidi. Number five, returning um, runner-up, uh, Alex. Number six, Warroad. Number seven, Sartell Savers. Number eight, East Grand Forks. Number nine, Danny's favorite team, Mammal, Mammal. Monticello. And then number 10, uh, bring it up the uh, rear from Section 1A, Mankato East. Okay, so let's kind of go quickly section by section. Excuse me. 1A, Mankato East, why do you... There would be obviously the section returner. I think Northfield would be a good, you know, team that would compete against them. But since they're Northfield not in the section and, anymore, yeah, they're in 4A. Stupid. And just, well, go on record, that's stupid. But I think, <laughs> you know, they, this group had a really nice Bantam, uh, Pee Wee and Bantam team at youth. Most of those top-end players, some of them played in the Bantam Elite League, they all went to Mankato East. I think that's where the, the power shifted over to that side. So yep. I think that's where the Cougars would be number one in that section. Okay, Section 2A, um, you didn't mention Orno uh, in your top ten. They are the returning champions. I think they'll be really good. They just don't have, you know, it's going to be a big team. I mean, I saw them in the summer tournament over there. I mean, it looks more like a football team than a hockey team. <laughs> uh, they have a little bit of skill returning. Uh, I, I worry about their goaltending. I worry about uh, – I, I just think that section is going to be one that's going to be tough to t- tough to beat. You know, yeah, I, I look in Breck is down. Um, Minneapolis isn't going to be the same team that we saw last year, and Mound West Tonka is not going to be the same team that we saw last year. Yeah, I just don't know if Orno is going to be in the top ten this year. I think they're going to. I think they're going to struggle. Section three A. Litchfield. Yeah, I think Litchfield will win again this year. I think Laverne. There's been a mass exodus in Laverne. Uh, they had a good senior class. I think if they were going to make the state, it would have been last year. This yeah. year, it's a little bit. Yeah. Jason Cruz and stuff. Those guys are. Yeah. Yep. Say New Almond Hutch probably next in line. Yep. Um, section four A. Matamia. Um, no love to Simley or South Uh Simley had a huge senior yep. class, so I don't think they'll be returning much. South St. Paul might be able to give Matamia that chance, but I mean, this is just a. This is a matter of a class system thing. I mean, Matamidi has, in their youth program, you know, four or five teams at each level where South St. Paul's got two. Yes. You know, eventually it kind of catches up to you from a from a depth perspective. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. They have some nice players at South St. Paul. I don't know if they'll have the depth to hang with Matamidi. Or, 
or Northfield for that matter. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say Northfield's number two here, probably. Right. Yeah. Um, five A. You know, I'm going to say it. Besides, besides Mammal, I think Pine City is a team. That will yeah. Pine City boys. I really think they should be good. On board yeah. with the Dragons. <laughs> the Chicago to throw anything up no. this year? Probably the most competitive section, 6A. Not even close. I mean, they have four teams. You know, they're really good this year. So Sartell. Sartell. Alex. St. Cloud Cathedral. River Lakes. You heard it here first. Um, who do you okay. like coming out of this section? Um, well, God, it's a tough one. I, I, I think Alexander's just got way too much senior depth. Uh, to get ben Doherty's very good player. Jack Westland. I mean, this is a good team. It's a really good team. I like St. Cloud Cathedral. Uh, yeah, that, that top line good. they'll have will be really, really good. <laughs> Jack Smith. Um, Nate, Nate Warner. Nate uh, Warner. Yeah, so who's yep. Mac Motzko? I'm okay with that. I still think still. they're going to be good. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. they'll be good. And Sartell will be solid. Okay. Very senior-related team. This team, you know, Pee Wee's Bantams has, has done really well. Their Bantam team was in the state tournament last year. They got a ton of really good sophomores on this team, a kid named Michael Webster. He'll step in right away. I think Hayden Walters will skip Bantams this year. He'll be a ninth grader this year. He played in our Bantam Elite League last year. He's a stud. He's Jake Brasini's cousin. Ooh. No, so he's, I mean, this is a team that's, I mean, he'll play in the top three line. This team is going to be really, really deep. I, I, I think they're better than both. Uh, on paper, they might be better than Cathedral and Alex, but they've, again, it's the old never done it before. They're yeah. kind of like the brainer, like, yeah, Sartell, Sartell. Like, well, they never, you know, yeah. what have you ever done? What have you done for me lately? Yeah. Nothing. Ever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Section 7, Greenwood. This so deep, so much talent, and and I love that I was I was on the message board the other day, the USSCHOforum.com. And uh That's college hockey, but okay. Somebody, someone making it <laughs> someone made it one of the best barbs on there about Greenway it goes you think you think the uh was something about maybe it was on Twitter or something I think it was you know, I think it was on Twitter but it was about summer move in. Yeah. You know, the summer transfers, something like it was just wait till you see the, the mines come out. Well, Polymets be... approved, so there's more jobs in the Iron Range. <laughs> Wrong side of the range. <laughs> I, I realize that, 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 that Hermantown has a lot of talent, uh, st- you know, starting with Blake Biani and, yeah. and, and Darian Goats. And Joey Pierce. Joey Pierce. Uh, they got two little – Two little stumpy guys, you like to call them Ethan Lund and uh, <laughs> they're going to be their whole pluggers right typical. there. They're, wait till you see them. You're going to see Ann Cliff and Lund. You're going to go, oh, my gosh, they just grow them on trees there. Kind of like the breezers are the same size as the jersey. They're really good. They're really good. Uh, Hermantown will be good. So will Greenway, but I think Greenway's got a slight edge in the higher end. No, more, they don't. More Hermantown, more depth. Hermantown has the edge okay. until Greenway can prove it otherwise. If Greenway beats yeah. them in season, I, I will ride that Greenway train, but I, until they beat them in season, I'm not there. Well, it's like two months away, so chill. 
Okay. Sure. And Dr. while we're in 7A, I, I want to just give a, couple, a little love to two teams who, in any other section, probably would be contenders but aren't because they're in 7A. <laughs> Virginia brings back pretty much everyone other than Jake Seitz, who, of course, is, that's a big but, but there's still some very good depth there. And then Eveleth, I think, is kind of an interesting little team to watch to bring back a lot of players, including a bunch of high-scoring defensemen. I think the first game I'm going to see this year is actually going to be up in Eveleth. Weather permitting, I'm going to head up there and watch them play Chaska. <laughs> that is a game in the first full week of the season. Brought, I'm glad that you brought those two teams up. So um, two years ago, we were in Stillwater for the Bantam AA. All the Bantam A was there as well. And Virginia, a bunch of those players were there. They made it to state, which is a rarity mm-hmm. for Virginia. That team will be good. I, I don't think they're going to test those two teams. No. They'll be solid. But they'll be very solid. So that's a really good take. And you know what? When I was uh in Pee Wees and Bantams, Eveleth was always pretty good. Uh they gave some they gave Matt Gleason's team a run up in the a t- tournament we ran in Hibbing about three or four years ago. So they had some decent talent as well. So I agree with you, Carl. If they were in section three, Eveleth <laughs> and Virginia would be, you know, punching their ticket. Yeah. Yeah, Eveleth boys, if you got a good game on Friday, let me know, and I'll drive up to watch. I want to see a game in the hip um, definitely this year. So let me know. Um, tweet at me which game you want me to go to, and I'll drive up there. Um, section 8A, War Road and EGF. That's is, it. That's really what we're looking at that's here. That's it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we, we want, you know, Lake of the Woods to do well. We, Crookston. Crookston. We I want Pirates River. in the tournament. We want Thief Forever. <laughs> I just don't. I think it's a two-team race. These two teams have been in in the youth, you know, the three four years prior. It's always been Warroad and EGF out of District 16. It would be nice to see the Warriors out of Warroad back in the tournament. They've been notably absent for a while now, so it'd be cool to see them back down there. So I could try to hawk a jersey off of one of their um, students. Um, that would be worth it. That, that's um, really what it's all about. Yep. <laughs> that's all I look forward to. Um, okay. Quickly, let's talk about some games that will happen in the first weekend of the tournament. Um, let's talk about first Turkey Trot. That is the first night is Holy Family versus Edina, and then Maple Grove versus Wyzetta. Um, and so this is traditionally Edina's tournament um, in so many words. Different. Uh, I think Edina is going to cruise in that first game. The Maple Grove Wyzetta game should be rather interesting. Um, I was very. I was talking to Trevor Kukinen last year, and I remember I asked him, who is your greatest rival in Maple Grove? And he said, Wyzetta. Oh, easily. They don't play each other in season other than this game. But they play each other at youth 45 times a year. So they all know and hate each other. That's what makes this kind of cool. And so um, it's definitely exciting, you know, to see that. Um, the game, and it's one that I look forward to. And so the winners will play um, Saturday night, and the losers will play Saturday night. And then if we look at the YHH tournament, the opener, which will be at Bloomington Ice Garden, yep. at 3 o'clock on Friday, St. Thomas Academy will play Minnetonka. This game, I think, leans Minnetonka's way just yep. due to the fact one Minnetonka returns higher-end talent. And they have 20 hockey players. And St. Thomas has a football tournament to worry about. So I don't know what St. Thomas's practice was will look like. I, I I think St. Thomas will compete in this game. I don't know. It really depends on how far they get in football. And I can tell you for a fact, their kids that are trying out for hockey don't care about hockey this week. 
Right. It, it's I would care about football too. Yeah. And so um second night or later that night on Friday, Lakeville North will play Colquet. There'll be a good litmus test to see kind Both of how teams we we're picking Lakeville North to go to state. Yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see what Cloquet looks like. Yep. Um, minus Dane story enough. On Saturday, you'll see St. Thomas Academy play Cloquet as the first game. game. And then mm-hmm. the second game will be Lakeville North versus Minnetonka, which was the best game of the, oh, of the, the four last, last year. year. Not even close. Not even close. And so um, that will be an interesting game as well. Other um, games of note. Our Greenway versus Grand Rapids. Um, that game is at the IRA Civic Center just, on just, Saturday. Just imagine, you know, these two, just for those laymen out there, Greenway and Grand Rapids are four miles apart. Coleraine yep. and, and Grand Rapids are four miles apart. They border each other, yep. right? Um, this is Thanksgiving weekend, so this is a big Everybody's rivalry. home. So imagine everybody's home. Like Blake McLaughlin will be in Grand Rapids yep. home for Thanksgiving. He'll be there. Everybody will be there, yeah. assuming they're not Gophers aren't playing. But you get it, like yeah. people come home for Thanksgiving, and what are we going to do on Saturday night? You know, I was at this game two years ago. Game. I was. At I was there last year. Fire marshal. Fire marshal doesn't care. Okay, that's that's the thing. The crowd is there. It's packed. It's loud, right, Carl? Um, it's just mm-hmm. a great atmosphere. Um, and then the other game of note on Saturday, I would say Moorhead plays Andover at Andover. This is one of Andover's three tests of the season. Yeah, I don't even well, know if this is one of their tests. I have them with two tests. This is not one of them. <laughs> I think they win that game. I think they win it easily. I'm just saying this will give you an idea for those who want to watch box scores of going, oh, they're legit. If you want to go see Andover – uh, in a big game at Andover, I give you a hint. Get there early. It's a really small little barn. And small parking Their lot. Their girls team played Edina, and it was sold out. They were turning people away for a girls high school game. Granted, it was one versus two or two versus three, depending how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, well, December 8th will be that way as well. It will be ridiculous. Get there four hours early at yep. least to get yep. a ticket. <laughs> I'll bring a tent, Danny. Yeah, because you're not staying in my place. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Are we gonna pick any games? Do you want to? Uh, what do you want to pick, Tony? Mm, let's pick the the three best games out of these six. Okay. And I think obviously, I think uh, Maple Grove, Wyzetta. Maple Grove, Wyzetta, Tonka, St. Thomas. Yep. And then uh, maybe Lakeville North. Let's do a sucker bet on the Greenway Rapids. Okay, I like it. <laughs> three games, right? So sure. FTA Tonka, right? Okay. I, I'll take Minnetonka in this one. I just don't think uh, if this is like middle of the season, I think it's a different game. But I like Tonka early just based on the fact that uh, what's going on with the St. Thomas's football team. Yeah, GR and Greenway. Carl, who do you have in that first matchup? I also am taking Minnetonka for similar reasons. Tony, I, I would take Tonka if. Three Tonka guys were hurt. I would take Tonka. I don't think it's that big of a chasm between those schools, especially early in the season. I, St. I Thomas gave them a great test last year. Oh yeah, it was a great. They they outplayed them. I thought for most of the game. For two games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to that. And so. I oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Tied. Tied. One team holds a banner. One team does not. 
sound like a. Oh, a good one. The banner's such a classic one. I don't know if you're. Really, really up you're seeing a banner at Pagel for um a, a overtime loss. I see a state title banner. Oh, okay. Pretty big one. Okay. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Maple Grove Wyzetta. I like I like Maple Grove. I I think uh, this will be a good example of the youth coming to play for Maple Grove. All right, Carl. Uh, I'd say in February I like I like Maple Grove, but in November I'm taking Wyzetta. Okay, I'm gonna go Maple Grove, and then I will go Greenway in the um, clean old fashioned hate rivalry. Okay, I'm gonna go Grand Rapids. <laughs> oh, it's it's got to be Greenway. I was at this game last year. It was. It was not close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Grand Rapids. I'm going to go with the whole home ice band, home crowd. I love Olay. Okay. Just jazz. Don't get me up. wrong. I think they, I think they're I've danced with the band. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna play with that band this year. I can't so wait. You heard it here first. Yeah, that you I'm heard it last year that. here first, too. Well, I didn't get to it. I'm getting to it. <laughs> I had no avenues to Grand Rapids. I have one this year. Okay, Tony. Anything else that you're looking forward to this season? Ooh, I'm looking forward to the just the overall excitement of high school hockey. You know, I lo- I'm looking forward to Saturday night games. You know, I hate <laughs> weeknight night games because it seems like there's a lot of competition for for other sports and other things. There's not big crowds, but you get to a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday night game. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Carl, what are you looking forward to? Oh, well, so many things. Excited to be podcasting again every week. I'm excited for some of the big games we'll have up this way this year. We have, you know, we're going to have a Hermantown Greenway game in Hermantown in January. We're going to have a state championship rematch here in Duluth in January between East and Minnetonka. It's just like, yeah, good list things for a long time here. But it's great to be back at it. I, I can't wait to make some road trips this year. Like I said, I'd love to go up to Eveleth to see a game. I'm trying to get Tony to go to Rozo. We don't know. How to <laughs> work on it. We're, We're working on it. Obviously, I will be up in Duluth for the Tonka East game, probably maybe even another weekend type of thing. I might be broadcasting that game during one of our tournaments. I'm leaving to go broadcast. <laughs> color commentary? Color? Color? Fingers crossed. Yeah, we could be. Could be. We are, we are broadcasting the game. I, we don't know who that. You might you'd be probably color no matter what. I'm not sure if I'm the play by play guy or not. I think at this point in the way YGH runs, I think I can make it up there. Again. So a lot of driving between Rochester and Duluth. Uh, it's <laughs> worth it for that game. It is. It is. Okay, Tony, bring us home. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Danny. Thank you, Carl, for helping put together great rankings once again this year. Thanks to Eric for uh, helping us on the side here, keeping track of us, keeping us in shape. Uh, Danny, uh, great show. Uh, see you guys next week here on the podcast. Thank you to Red and Black as well. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter. When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles in 